Well, good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. I am Pastora A, and we are going to be having our morning devotions together this morning. Now, we are going to be talking about some practical things, and we're going to learn a little bit more about how to do our devotions. We're going to hear some great testimonies. We're going to hear from some great children, and we're even going to have a special number coming to us this morning from Cebu. And Cebu, we're going to be spending some time praying for you as well while you are in this lockdown. So Pastor Sumrall and Sister Bev right now are getting ready for our drive-in service this morning. And as we get started, I just wanna to talk to you for a couple minutes about our drive-in service. If you are wanting to be a part on Saturday, please feel free to call your district pastor because this is something we're going to be continuing kind of semi-permanent for a while, especially for our seniors and for those that have a medical condition and will not be able to be a part of normal services as we resume. So if you are wanting to be a part of this wonderful drive-in service opportunity, please do make sure that you get in touch with your district pastor or your campus pastor so that we can reserve a slot for you. And no matter what happens, rain or shine, we are going to be having these drive-in services and it is going to be a joy and a privilege to be able to take care of you. Now, right now, while we're still in our lockdown, we're going to also be having two services on Sunday. That's at 7.30 and 9.30. So for those of you who are wanting to be a part of that, please also make sure you reach out to your pastor so that we can reserve a slot for you. And we would love and look forward to get to see you there. Now, we have some great things that we're going to be getting into today, but we also want to open every morning with prayer. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we lift up to you all of the people here in our nation, Lord God. Father, we pray, give us strength and give us guidance, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you help us as we are figuring out what's next, as we are figuring out the situation, Lord God. Lord, we come and ask for strength, Lord God, and for safety for our frontliners, that, Lord, you will keep them safe, Lord, that good health, Lord, will be upon them, that sickness and disease be far, far away from them and far from their household, Lord. Lord, we pray that you will be a shield around them, Lord God. Lord, we lift up to you, Cebu, as they are in this intense lockdown period, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, let there not be fear, let there not be worry, but let there be your peace, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you that you will be a good provider, Lord, that that is who you are, that you will help them, Lord God. Lord, we pray for this virus, Lord God, that, Lord, it will die. That, Lord, it will not continue to spread, Lord God, but that your hand will be upon your people, that you will protect your people, Lord God. Lord, we pray for our business people, for our people who are working for their livelihood, trying to come up with ideas to provide for their family. Lord, we pray, bless the work of their hands, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that, yes, this will pass, but, Lord, we pray, be with us. Give us wisdom. Give us ideas, Lord God. Help us, Lord, to be able to see provision come to pass for our family, for our loved ones, that we will be able to see blessings come upon our nation, blessings, Lord God, come upon our families. Lord, we thank you that all of this will come about to give you glory, to give you honor, to give you praise, because, Lord, you are a good 
good, faithful Father. Lord, we thank you for your mercy that is upon us. We thank you, Lord God, that your mercy shall be upon our cities, Lord God, our businesses, our homes. We thank you, Lord God, that you will give guidance and wisdom, Lord God, to our government to make good decisions for our country and for our people. Lord, we thank you for who you are, and we hold on to who you are, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as we continue this morning, we would love to get into Psalms 91 reading from our kids' church. So, let's look. This is the prayer I pray with my parents. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about you, Lord. You alone are my refuge, my place of safety. You are my God and I trust you. For you will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. You will cover me with your feathers. You will shelter me with your wings. Your faithful promises are my armor and protection. I am not afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow that in the day. I do not distress the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. The a thousand fall at my side, though ten thousand are dying around me. These evils will not touch me. I will just open my eyes and see how the wicked are punished. Because I make you, Lord Jesus Christ, my refuge, and I make you most high my shelter, no evil will conquer me. No plague will come near my home. For you, Lord, will order your angels to protect me wherever I go. They will hold me up with their hands, so I won't even hurt my foot on a stone. I will trample upon lions and cobras. I will crush fierce lions and serpents under my feet. O Lord my God, you said, you will rescue me because I love you. You will protect me because I trust in your name. When I call on you, you will answer me. You will be with me in trouble. You will rescue me and honor me and reward me with a long life and give me your salvation. Psalms 91. Now, how beautiful is that? Not just a girl saying Psalms 91, but she has internalized it and is praying up Psalms 91. That is the way to go. Now, we do want to also get into our wonderful time of praise and worship this morning. So please, let's all worship together. <laughs> Oh, I'm going 
Now, before we get into the word this morning, we do want to take a minute to go and check out a wonderful testimony, a testimony of a mother and daughter duo who teamed up together to work hard on selling cookies and merienda so that they could then be able to cover their daughter's tuition fee. Let's go check out this wonderful and encouraging testimony. Hi, C.O.P. I'm Vivi Babakaykay. I'm Patricia Babakaykay, YVD worker and a District 5 Go Group leader. Since quarantine, wala kaming savings, wala kaming naipon sa mga bulsa namin, and si Papa walang trabaho kasi taxi driver siya and bawal yung lumabas. Kaya naisipan namin mag-ina, magtayo kami ng small business. Siya nagagawa siya ng cookies, tapos ako nagtinda ng merienda sa labas. Tapos ginagawa namin siya online or dito lang sa labas ng community namin. So with that, nabayaran namin yung tuition fee ko, which is niloan ko sa bangko. Tapos nabayaran din namin yung internet namin. Meron na kaming connection ulit. Makakatanda na din kami ng service and levels. So, na-realize namin that God really answers prayer. In Mark 9, 23 to 24, we always, we always have to pray. Pray and seek guidance from Him. Kasi God is a God of provision. He will always provide for our needs. Bye-bye! Ooh, she can preach it. That's nice. Now, we're going to be getting into our word this morning, and we're going to be going into the New Testament first. So make sure you go grab your Bibles. We're going to be starting with Acts 16 and verse 1. Now, as we get ready to start today, just a couple of practical things and some review from yesterday. Make sure always when you're getting ready to spend some time in the Word that you've got your Bible. Now, we've heard Pastor talk about this, but I'm going to drill at home just a little bit more. Make sure you've got a good Bible that you use for your devotions, that you have space that you can take some notes, you can circle, you can highlight, you can write, you can do all of those things. So here we've got my big, big trusty ESV Bible with us this morning. And you also want to make sure as you're going through that you have some good pens with you and you want to make sure that your pens with archival ink, they're not going to bleed through. They're going to last for a long time. They're not going to fade. And my dad taught me a trick when I was younger as I'm going through and I'm highlighting and I'm making notes and I'm commenting and I'm circling and my Bible asking questions. I always have a little ruler with me so I can just kind of follow down the page as I'm going, as I'm reading, I can stop there. I don't get lost easily. And it just makes it that much easier for you as you're doing your devotions. So let's make sure we've got all of our stuff ready and let's kick it off. now. We want to review a few things yesterday so we can get into the scripture today. When we ended things yesterday, we saw that Paul and Barnabas separated their ministry. And we were thinking about what could have been and how much further could they have gone and how much more could they have accomplished if they would have stayed together. But some differences came in and a separation happened. We also learned some important principles about being sent out, that when you are sent out, there's times you're also sent back. And this is very different from went out. They were sent out properly. We learned some important decisions about deciding who goes with you and that you can't put family in front of what's right and that this was a hard decision for Barnabas to make. But it's an important decision that we need to make in life, that it's not always about putting our family first. We always have to put what is right first and foremost. 
We also see what happens when you desert the call. But by God's mercy, someone was given another chance down the road. We also learn some important principles about false doctrine and standing firm for what's right. Now, today, as we get into the word, we're going to be seeing a new person coming in, and that is Timothy. So let's get started. Acts 16, starting in verse 1. It says, Paul also came to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy. Now, here's some important stuff about Timothy. The son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. So we're learning some family background here, and this is important for us to remember in the next few sentences. Now, he was well spoken of by the brothers. Let's pause for a second. We're seeing here someone who has a good reputation. He had a good reputation by people and from people before he started joining this group. He was well spoken of. They spoke well of him. In other words, people aren't questioning who he is. They're not questioning what he's about. They understand he is a good person. He has a good heart. He does what is right. And our reputation matters. An important little principle for us to see and note there. He was well spoken of by brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Tim Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now, here's an important thing for us to see and remember. From the time of King Solomon, you were determined to be a Jew through the line of your mother, not your father. So because here that we see Timothy had a Jewish mother, that made him a Jew. His father wasn't a Jew, but because his mother was, he then was too. Now, he was not yet circumcised, but Paul said, we're going to go, we're going to get you circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places. Now, this wasn't a necessary thing. This wasn't a requirement, but this was something that was done so it would silence people. It removed a potential argument. It removed a potential threat. It removed people questioning things. It removed a distraction from the ministry. And sometimes we do things not because of right or wrong, but we do things just because it makes it a little more peaceful in the long run. And it removes questions. It removes doubt in people's mind. So that's what happened here. So the churches were then strengthened. After they went from here, we see, so his father was a Greek, his mother was a Jew. They went on their way through the cities and they delivered to them for observance the discussions and decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So because of this, the churches were strengthened in the faith and they joined and increased in numbers daily. They make sure in this situation that everyone that these Judaizers could have touched had their minds cleaned and their minds changed and they understood the facts. 
We do things in life to help strengthen, to help join people together, not to scatter, not to give way to have doubt, but to hold firm on doctrines, to hold firm on right and wrong. And that is what they were doing here. The Macedonian calm. And they went through the region of Figaria and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. We're going to get to that in just a second. And when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go in Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So let's pause here for just a second. Here we see it's not time yet. They were told no. There are times in life where it is no. Not everything we desire to do, not everything we're going to do, even for the kingdom of God, is going to be a yes. It's not time to go. It's not time to do yet. Here we see the Holy Spirit saying no, not right now. So there's a principle we can see here and that we can apply in our lives. That the bumper guard of no, that protection of the word no, is to keep you from moving into a yes. Not all is going to be yes in our life. It might be yes later. It might be yes down the road. But right now, it's a no. And it's a no for a reason. We don't always see or understand what's happening. We don't always know the situation, but we need to trust God and trust the Holy Spirit that when they say no to something, there's a reason for our benefit and for our good and for the benefit and the good of the people who are involved. Now, it's not for us to understand. It's not for us to question, but it is for us to follow. It is for us to obey. So we always want to remember that it's not about our will. It's not about our desires, but it's about God and following him and trusting him. So we see, nope, not yet here. Down the road, maybe, but not yet here. This is what they're told, no. So in verse eight, passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision immediately, pause, immediate obedience right away. That's important for us in life, that when we hear an instruction, when we hear a word, we don't think about it for 30 days. We have immediate obedience to an instruction that's given to us. When Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God called us to preach the gospel to them. They decided the meaning of this. Verse 11. So, setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day, Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day, an important day, we went outside to the gate in the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. 
we see there wasn't a synagogue here. We see there wasn't a place for people to go. But there's an important thing. You go to church. You do church. It doesn't matter if, well, I'm on a business trip. Well, I'm on vacation. Well, I don't know this area. This isn't my normal local church. When it's church day, you go to church. You spend time in God's house. You gather with other believers. This was a practice that they had. And this is something that we need to practice in our life. Church isn't just for when we're home or in our home city. It's important for us to have that connection, to come together as a body of Christ and worship God. And all the more, we're going to be so excited to have that connection once this quarantine is done and we can all come back together and be one big, wonderful body of Christ together and fellowship together. So we need to remember, wherever we are, what we're doing, we always make time for church. That is a priority. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyteria, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. What a great way to be known. She was known, and it was so known that it was stated, known as a worshiper of God. She was known in her community. She was known by people as someone who loved God, as someone who worshiped God. What a great thing for us to be known as, someone who loves God, someone who worships him, someone who puts him first. That is how I would like to be identified. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. That is another important thing. You see, it takes God to touch someone. It takes God to open someone's heart. It's not a show. It's not a gimmick. It's not about the latest craze and fad and all of that jazz, but it is about God. And here, God, the Lord, opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Sometimes we feel we need the latest trend. We need the latest this. We need to have a certain look. We need this. We need that. But we don't. What we need is God. And when he is with us, we can share the gospel. We can preach. We can evangelize. We can encourage. We can build up. We can pray. We can lay hands for healing. When he is with us and when he opens those doors, Think about what can be accomplished. Now let's see what happens because God touched her heart and opened this door. After she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us saying, if you had judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Here we see immediate fruit, immediate obedience to God. She hears the word and then was baptized and her house as well. So not only did God touch her heart and open her heart and let her listen and have understanding, but she was determined she was going to obey and didn't just leave it with her. She made sure her household was going to follow and obey and they all got baptized. 
Now, some important challenges and principles for us to note and be able to apply. Let's not make it all about us. Let's keep it focused on God. Remember that it's not a show. We don't need all the latest trends and fads, but we focus on God, on who he is, and let him do the work in people's lives. Let him touch the hearts of people. Let him open people's hearts to receive him and the words that we are sharing. And number two, let's listen for the yeses and the noes in our life so that we make right decisions. As we go through life, if we hear the instruction, no, we shouldn't question God. We should understand God has a plan and he has a reason. It might be yes later, but it's no for right now. And we need to trust that he knows best and that he cares for what's best for us, that there is a reason. Look, Here, we see a woman whose heart was touched and changed and whose household was then saved. We don't know what might have happened if they went someplace else, but God had a specific plan and purpose and goal to be accomplished in her life. And from this point on, other people's lives. So we need to trust God and look for the right thing. We stand up and we do what's right. So I hope you enjoyed our New Testament today. We are now going to be getting into one song of worship before we get into our Old Testament. And it is extra special because we've got a Cebu version coming today for our worship number. Cebu, we are thinking about you. We are praying with you and for you right now in the middle of this lockdown. So please, let's open our hearts again for some worship.
That was nice and special, Subu. It's great to see you. And we really are praying for you. We hope to see more fun from Subu. It was nice. We got to see singers, dancers, and musicians. Very, very nice. Now let's open our Bibles and turn to our Old Testament passage for today. We are going to be going to 1 Chronicles chapter 6, starting in verse 31. These are the men whom David put in charge of the service song in the house of the Lord after the ark rested there. Now, this is something that was not needed before. This is a new thing. David is setting up a new pattern and leading and taking care of establishing worship patterns for the people and who was going to be doing what. This is very important for us to see and understand here. Now, what happened? They ministered with song before the tabernacle and the tent of meeting until Solomon built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. They performed their service according to their order. Here again, we see ministry, not entertainment. It is ministry that touches people, that opens hearts. It is true ministry that is able to change lives because God is there. God's presence is there. Where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is among us. So we see this isn't about show or entertainment, but this is real worship, real ministry that he's setting up. He's setting it up in a specific location before the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. Now, God loves music. God loves praise and worship. And we were created to worship him. And we were created to praise him. And that we should be singing and worshiping in his presence. That is part of our creation. And you know what? It's not just humans who are created to worship God. No, angels were as well. In fact, on their bodies were different instruments and things used for music and for worship and for praise to God. Even Satan has on his body instruments to give worship and honor and glory to God. That is so part of creation and so part of what is in us. So it's important that they're setting up this pattern of worship and of leading and of ministering people before the city. Now, these are the men who served and their sons. Now we're going to get into a whole bunch of names here. Hold on with me. And please bear with my pronunciation because I'm sure I'm going to pronounce some of them wrong. But let's also listen and take note and see what names and what cities that we're going to hear from sound familiar. All right. These are the men who served with their sons of the sons of the Kohathites, Herman the singer, the son of Joel, the son of Samuel, son of Elkanah, son of Jeroham, son of Eliel, son of Toa, son of Zuk, son of Elkanah, son of Mahath, son of Amasai, son of Elkanah, son of Joel, son of Azariah, son of Zephaniah, son of Tehath, of the son of Asir, son of Ebiasaph, son of Korah, 
son of Izar, son of Kohath, son of Levi, son of Israel, and his brother Asaph. We know him from some of the Psalms too, who stood at his right hand. Namely, Asaph, the son of Barahi, son of Shema, son of Michael, son of Baasia, son of Malkiha, son of Ethni, son of Zira, son of Adiah, son of Ethan, son of Zima, son of Shimi, son of Jehath, son of Jershem, son of Levi. On the left hand were the brothers and sons of Merari. Now, there's a description here about who they are, where they are, where they're standing, and what they're doing. So we can help picture in our mind what this looked like, okay? Ethan, the son of Kishi, son of Abdi, son of Maluk, son of Hashabiah, son of Amaziah, son of Hilkiah, son of Amzi. Son of Bani, son of Shemir, son of Mahli, son of Mushi, son of Merari, son of Levi. And their brothers, the Levites, were appointed for all the service of the tabernacle in the house of God. Now, again, we see specific roles, responsibilities, ministering in a service. And we need to understand it is important that we know our role. We know where we're supposed to be. We know where we are supposed to minister and our actions and what we're supposed to do. And we see that here. So that's not a new pattern for us. We see this pattern being established for a long time. Now, but Aaron... In verse 49, and his sons made offerings at the altar. Again, a specific place with specific instructions of burnt offerings and on the altar of incense for all the work of the most holy place and to make atonement for Israel, according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. These are the sons of Aaron. Eleazar, his son, Phineas, his son. Abishua, his son, Buki, his son, Uzi, his son, Zechariah, his son, Mariathoth, his son, Amariah, his son, Ahitub, his son, Zadok, his son, and Amiheza, his son. These are their dwelling places according to their settlements within their borders. So again, taking care, setting up order, setting up plans, who has what, where are you supposed to be? So let's see. To the sons of Aaron, the clan of the Kohathites, for theirs was the first lot. To them he gave Hebron in the land of Judah and its surrounding pasture lands. But the fields of the city and the villages he gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. To the son of Aaron, he gave the cities of refuge, Hebron, Libna with its pasture lands, Jatir, Estemoa with its pasture lands, Hillen with its pasture lands, 
Debir with its pasture lands, Ashen with its pasture lands, Bethshemeth with its pasture lands, and from the tribe of Benjamin, Gibeon, Geba with its pasture lands, Alemeth with its pasture lands, and Anathoth with its pasture lands. All their cities throughout their clans were thirteen. To the rest of the Kohathites were given by lot out of the clan of the tribe, out of the half-tribe, the half-tribe of Manasseh, ten cities. To the Gershomites, according to their clan, were allotted thirteen cities out of the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, in Bashan. To the Marriorites, according to their clans, were allotted twelve cities of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the people of Israel gave the Levites the cities with their pasture lands. They gave by lot out of the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin, these cities that are mentioned by name. And some of the clans of the Kohath had cities of their territory out of the tribe of Ephraim. They were given the cities of refuge, Shechem with its pasture lands, in the hill country of Ephraim, Gezer with its pasture lands, Jokmem with its pasture lands, Beth Horon with its pasture lands, Aijalon with its pasture lands, Gathrimon with its pasture lands, and out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Aner with its pasture lands, and Biliim with its pasture lands. For the rest of the clan of the Kohathites, to the Gershomites were given out of the clan of the half tribe of Manasseh. Now, again, names, we're seeing who's going what, who's going to be where. Some of these names might sound familiar to you from the Bible and from when you go to Israel. Some of these places still have the same name today. Golan in Bashan with its pasture lands and Ashtara with its pasture lands and out of the tribe of Issachar, Kadesh with its pasture lands and Dabareth with its pasture lands, Ramoth with its pasture lands and Anim with its pasture lands. Now, again, we're seeing lots of names that we're hearing. Golan, that's a familiar one. And you're going to see a few more in the next few sentences. Names and cities that were familiar. Names and cities that are still used today. In fact, some of these names we don't really hear from again. But some of these names are still very popular names in the world today. All right. So when we do get to go back to Israel, come to Israel with us and see some of these places for yourself. Now, out of the tribe of Asher, Mashal with its pasture lands, Abnon with its pasture lands, Hukok with its pasture lands, and Rehob with its pasture lands. And out of the tribes of Nathali, Kadesh in Galilee with its pasture lands, Haman with its pasture lands, and Kiriathim with its pasture lands. To the rest of the Mariites were allotted out of the tribes of Zebulun, Ramono with its pasture lands, Tabor with its pasture lands, and beyond the Jordan 
at Jericho, at the east side of the Jordan, out of the tribe of Reuben, Bezer in the wilderness with its pasture lands, Jaza with its pasture lands, Kedemoth with its pasture lands, and Mepath with its pasture lands, and out of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth in Gilead with its pasture lands, Manahim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, and Jezer with its pasture lands. So we're seeing a lot of places and a lot of names here. And if you take a look at the map of Israel, and a lot of our Bibles have maps of Israel and Bible times as well, you'll be able to start seeing and placing where all these different people were and what was given to what. It's very interesting to see. And then when you come with us to Israel, you'll be able to go, oh, this is where this happened. This is where this group was. So it's worth understanding these names and these locations and where they are today. Now, in chapter 7, starting in verse 1, the sons of Issachar, Tola, Hua, Jashub, and Shimron, four. The sons of Tola, Uzi, Raphiah, and Jeriel, Jamai, Ibsam, Shemuel, heads of their father's house, namely of Tola, mighty, mighty warriors of their generation and the number in the days of David being 22,600. That's a lot of warriors. The sons of Uzi, Isariah, and the sons of Isariah, Michael, Obadiah, Joel, Ishiah, all five of them were chief men. Along with them, by their generations, according to their father's house, were units of army of war, 36,000, for they had many wives and sons. Their kinsmen belonged to all the clans of Issachar, were all in, were 87,000 mighty warriors enrolled by genealogy. Now, we're seeing a lot of names, and we're going to be, over the next few days, taking a look at all the different descendants and genealogy of different people. And it's for us to realize and understand, too, how the tribes were, where they were, and important leaders. I'm sure as we went through, you heard some names that are very familiar to you and that you've heard of in other passages of Scripture. Same thing here. We need to understand where they come from and where they're going. Also, as you go through these, I know when you see a ton of names, it's really easy to skip over. It's really tempting to just say, I don't even know all that. But there's important things that you can learn. You can see who's related, who came from what tribe. Why did this tribe give this? Why did this tribe do that? Oh, when we're in Israel, Jericho, oh, this is connected to da-da-da. So it's important to understand these backgrounds, these people, and these locations so you can put it all together in your mind and picture and have understanding of where things are and how things happen and why they happen the way they did. So I'd like to encourage you, please don't skip over genealogies and names and places, though I know it's really tempting sometimes because some of those names are really hard to pronounce. But please, make sure you learn and understand these places and these people as well. Now, as we get ready to close today, we're going to spend a few minutes in prayer. We learned some really important truths this morning. 
we learned that we need to understand about yes and no. We learned that it's important to set up patterns for worship and having specific places. And we learned that it's God who touches hearts of people and opens their hearts and prepares them to receive ministry, that he is the key to secret, to be able to see such a wonderful harvest, that because he was involved, he was in part, we were able to see Lydia and her household get saved and have fruit that will remain. It's important for us to see and desire fruit that will remain in salvation, in our go groups, in our evangelism, in all that we do. It is so important for us to see this. Now let's close in prayer and have a few closing thoughts this morning. Father, Lord, we come to you today. Lord, we lift up to you our drive-in service as we're getting ready to start in the next few minutes. Lord, we pray for success. We pray, Lord God, that people will be touched and encouraged, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we get to have opportunities to come together like this. Lord, we pray for Pastor and Sister Bev as they get ready to set up with all of the workers, our wonderful singers and musicians and amazing ushers that are all in place. Give them strength, Lord God. Lord, we pray for your presence to be there this morning. Lord, we also lift up to you again our cities, our country, our leaders, our people here, Lord. We pray, Lord God, for ideas, protection, and wisdom, Lord God, to flow. Lord, we pray. Help us, Lord God, that we will be able to see success for our family in this time. We pray, Lord God, that you will be able to help us and guide us, Lord, that we will be able to see increase come. Lord, just like the testimony we saw today, as simple as baking, Lord God, and selling snacks to be able to cover tuition, Lord, we pray, put ideas, Lord God, in the hearts of our people and how we can see opportunities for income and for success. And Lord, just as the child this morning who prayed through Psalms 91. Lord, let us not just hear scripture and have it go in one ear or out the other, but help us, Lord God, to be able to apply it, Lord God, in our heart and in our life. Lord, we lift up to you our families, our members, and the church in Cebu. Lord, we pray, be with the people, Lord God. Lord, strengthen them. Give them wisdom. We pray, Lord God, that there will not be more confirmed cases down there, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will have protection and provision, Lord God, for your children who are there. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, that it will end in praise, Father. We hold on to that. We hold on to who you are. We hold on to your promises, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So a few announcements as we get ready to dismiss this morning from our devotions. We also want to remind you guys, number one, drive-in services. Every Saturday, we're going to be keeping this for a while because we're going to be adjusting to our new norm. And we know for some of our seniors and for some with medical conditions, it's going to be harder for you to be a part of normal services and normal operations as restrictions are still in place by our government. So we are going to be having our Saturday drive-in service for the foreseeable future for quite a while. So if you are wanting to be a part of this, please just reach out to your district pastor or your campus pastor, and we would love to reserve a slot for you. But please make sure you do make an appointment because we are reserving each and every slot. Also, 
we want to remind you for now, we are still having our Sunday drive-in services. That's going to be at 7.30 and that's going to be at 9.30 for now. Now, when we get back into our normal services, we'll be removing our Sunday drive-in and just having our Saturday. But let's take advantage right now of having our drive-in services at South Campus. And again, call your campus pastor or your district pastor right away so we can save a slot for you. Now, when you do come, please make sure you go to the bathroom first because you can't get out of the car. You really can't get out of the car. It's really important. We need to follow every guideline and every instruction that's been given to us. We were given such wonderful favor and we want to follow in Jesus name. Also, we want to remind and encourage everyone as you get ready to be a part of all of the things this weekend and we have service tonight and service tomorrow. We hope our wonderful seniors have been enjoying their senior moments. So you make sure you check that out on Mondays to Fridays and we've been having a blast with them and we hope you all have been having a blast as well. As you've been going through life, if you've got any testimonies or encouraging things that have happened for you and your family in this time, please do take a little video and send that in to your pastor that you've got as your district pastor or campus pastor, because we would love to be able to rejoice with all of the good and wonderful things that are happening with you and in your life. So let's pray quickly before we dismiss that God just be with us. Lord, as we dismiss today, we pray, help us, Lord God, apply these principles to our heart and to our life. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your strength, Lord God, which gets to be in us as we have the unfolding of the word, Lord God. Lord, we pray, help us, Lord God, to be able to hold on to these promises, these principles, who you are. Lord, as we go today, we pray that we be strengthened and we be encouraged, Lord God. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you guys and catch you later on. Take care.